You're listening to episode number 34 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about the fear of regaining your weight and how to combat it so that you can maintain your weight loss with ease. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. So to piggyback off of last week's episode about what to do if you regained weight in 2021, today I want to dive into this fear that we can have about regaining your weight. And this is a place that I lived for a very long time, like for over a decade. It was either fear and a struggle to lose the weight, fear that I couldn't lose it, and then it was fear of gaining the weight back. And so this is a real thing that we end up having to work on and work through because we often think that once I lose the weight, then I'll be happy then I'll be confident, then I'll feel proud, then I'll get to feel this way, I'll be thinking these things, I'll get to do these things, and yet we still hold ourselves back. We still nitpick our bodies, we still criticize and judge you know, what we're doing, how we're doing it, we still don't talk any nicer to ourselves, even though we think that the goal and like life will magically change and it'll be butterflies and unicorns and rainbows once we have lost the weight. So how this typical diet cycle works is we see the number on the scale and we think something like, I've got to lose some weight. How did I let myself go? And so we start cutting out all the quote bad foods, right? Carbs, sugar, fat, processed food. Maybe it's meat, dairy, gluten. We have some rules around what's good, what's bad. And we start cutting out all those bad foods. We also likely start exercising more. Maybe we sign up for an online membership or a program. We get DVDs, we watch some stuff, we get a personal trainer or hit the gym and we fall back into this old framework of eat less and exercise more. And for a few weeks and maybe even a few months, you're feeling really good, right? It's exciting and new and you feel 100% committed because you are losing weight. You might even hit your weight loss goal, but then life gets in the way. You end up working late, sometimes on the weekends even. There's a giant snowstorm and it throws off all your routines. Now the kids are home. Now they're trying to do remote learning or now you're working remote. The kids get sick, you get sick. You've got cravings that feel harder and harder to say no to. Maybe you get into a fight with your spouse, your sister, your best friend. You get tired of counting the points, calories, and tracking everything you put in your mouth. You also don't want to miss out on all the fun on the happy, you don't want to miss out at happy hour or eating out or date night or all of these extra events because all the time that you were losing weight, you're just keep telling yourself, I can't do that. I have to stick with my diet. So I'm going to just avoid the things that feel tempting. So I'm going to avoid going out to eat. I'm going to avoid going to the bar. I'm going to avoid ladies night out or mom's night out, but you're never, and you just avoid that because you're never going to be able to say no when everybody else is eating and drinking and you feel torn because you want, you don't necessarily want to give up your social life forever. You've already sacrificed so much. Or maybe you're thinking like, oh, I hit my weight loss goals. Now I can eat whatever I want. I don't have to restrict anymore. Or there's holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions, right? There's all of these reasons as to how life gets in the way of your diet. And we start to gain the weight back again. So after all the hard work that it took to lose the weight, it starts to creep back on. And so not only do you end up regaining the weight, but often we gain more than that because we never learn how to manage our thoughts and emotions around food and around ourselves. And because food was always the problem, 
or it was the thing that we would solve for when we were losing weight. That's all we know how to solve for when we regain it again. We go right back into restriction, restricting. So it's, oh, food was the problem. Oh, I, it was because I cut out gluten or processed foods. So now I just have to go back to cutting out processed foods. I just can't have those. And then I can lose the weight again. And we keep trying to find this, these magical food rules or these magical <laughs> foods that we can eat and lose weight and be able to keep it off. But we're never actually solving for the real problem, which for many of us is emotional eating. Because so often when we restrict and we deprive and we cut out certain foods, we are creating an unhealthy relationship with food and we are now increasing our chances of of emotionally eating because when we stop the diet, when we either give up or we have lost the weight and we go back to our quote normal eating, we don't know how to manage being around those good foods. All we know is all or nothing. So when we cut out the carbs, sugar, fat, meat, dairy, processed foods, like whatever those bad foods are, every time we go back to trying to cut those out again, we just keep focusing on, well, I just got to cut this out. I just got to cut this out. But now you need a little more willpower every single day. Now you feel a little more restricted. Now you feel a little more deprived and it feels harder and harder to restart each time you go off track, you jump off the wagon or you stop losing weight. And it takes more and more mental and emotional energy to get back on track because we all we know is this binge and restrict. You're all in or all out. It's 100% and perfect or it's nothing at all. And this is where our screw it thinking comes in because it's screw it. I already ruined the day. I already ruined the week. I'll just start over tomorrow. I'll start over next week. And rather than looking at how do we save the day, we are so consumed with, well, I broke my diet. I ate, I ate too much fat. I ate too many calories. I've already messed it up. So Screw it. Why bother now? Like why keep punishing yourself when you've already messed up and you're now not going to lose the weight or at least for that day, at least for that week, it might just be short term, but because diets are often punishment and it's punishment for the weight on the scale, it's punishment for a number. It's, I don't get to eat this. It's now you are not allowed to because you did something bad. You gained the weight and it's this constant binge restrict regret cycle that keeps you at war with food and hating your body, constantly criticizing and nitpicking, thinking that maybe if you're enough of an asshole to yourself, that you would actually lose the weight and finally be able to keep it off, right? This time you'll just say no, this time you'll try harder. This time you'll use more willpower. You'll do whatever it takes to make it work, but it's just the same thing over and over and over again, because when you gain the weight back, You feel so ashamed and embarrassed. You judge yourself and you project that judgment onto other people as well. And you fear how they will now think of you because it's how you think of you. You feel frustrated and angry that this has happened yet again. And you fear that you'll never be able to actually keep the weight off, that you're doomed to live in a body you hate forever. You certainly can't talk nice to yourself now. You have to earn the positive self-talk. You have to earn the praise. You have to earn clothes that fit you well with weight loss, right? That's the only way some of us will allow ourselves to be nice to ourselves, right? No fun for you until you lose the weight again. And ultimately what happens here is this weight gain, it strikes a deeper chord, proving that once again, you're not enough. And you put so much pressure on yourself to have the perfect body, whatever perfect looks like to you. For some women, it's going to look like a really narrow waist or a really tiny waist or like big hips and a big butt, or it might look like thighs that don't touch. Or we have these like kind of ideas of what either actresses, singers, models look like. We have this idea of that's the ideal and I want to look like that. Right. And you're never satisfied until you look like that, right? That's the perfect body. Even though perfect is different for everyone, we still have this idea in our minds of what we should look like. 
And sometimes it's even a former version of ourselves. Maybe it's you 20 or 30 years ago, but it's an unrealistic expectation. So even if you do go through this cycle of losing weight, gaining it, you lose it again, maybe you're down to the last five pounds, there's still so much fear and anxiety around food. And so you still try to avoid carbs like the plague, right? Like you've lost the weight. Now after gaining and losing a few times, now you're like, oh shit, like I got to do this full time now. Really, I've got to avoid carbs like nobody's business. Now you might eat a little bit of fat or sugar, but not too much, right? Like you can have a little bit, but you're very mindful or like very cautious, but more in a fearful and anxious way. It can't be too much. You place far too much emphasis on exercise, not realizing that it's the primary source of your cravings and hunger. And so instead of using it for fun and enjoyment, exercise becomes a means for burning off all the bad food you ate yesterday. Right? Like exercise becomes punishment for eating certain foods, punishment for not weighing a certain amount yet, punishment for not being thin enough. Right? So maybe you go out to eat, but you avoid all your favorite foods. You convince yourself and others that you just don't like pasta. You just don't like pizza. Yeah, rice. Like it, you really just, you just don't like it. Like you've convinced other people and you're trying to convince yourself. And maybe you have even convinced yourself, but it's because you're not allowed to like those foods. You might try a bite of something different, something that you typically wouldn't allow. But in the back of the of your mind, you keep thinking like, oh my gosh, this is ruining my diet. I really don't want to look like a weirdo in front of my friends, so I should probably eat this. I'll have to exercise harder tomorrow. It's okay, like I can figure this out. But there's a lot of fear and anxiety. And so when you spend years struggling to lose weight or when you're constantly losing and gaining, you don't feel confident about actually keeping the weight off. And now you're terrified of gaining the weight back again especially if you've struggled with this for a long time, for years, for never feeling pretty, never feeling thin enough, always tearing yourself down, constantly letting other people's opinions of you dictate your own. And the real thing here is that it's not your weight that's the problem. It's not the food that's the problem. Like the the real issue here, the real problem that we're never solving for is that we fear how we'll think and feel about ourselves when we regain the weight. So it's not about the weight, right? Our weight is just a number. It's a circumstance. It's all of our thoughts about that number. It's too high. I can't believe I let myself go. How did this happen? See, I told myself I couldn't eat these foods, right? So we have a lot of drama and a lot of self-deprecating thoughts. So we fear all of the thoughts. We fear all of the emotions, all of the shame, the guilt, the judgment, the drama, the heartache all the self-deprecation that comes with gaining weight or regaining it and now having to lose it again. Like the lack of self-confidence, the lack of belief, that's ultimately what we're in fear of. And so we just misplace that fear onto food. And because we've only ever learned how to punish our way thin, that's the only way we know how to stay there is to keep restricting, keep depriving. So again, when it takes you years or years, to, years and years to try to lose the weight to begin with, and it feels like such a struggle. Now we're finally there. It's like you hold on for dear life. Or if you've been through multiple diets and you keep telling yourself, maybe this time will be it. Maybe this time is the one. Maybe now I'll finally lose it and keep it off. Again, we hold on to those food rules for dear life because we're terrified of going back to that old version of us. Not because of the weight, not because of the size of the clothes that we were wearing, but because of the internal beatdown that we give ourselves. All the judgment, all the nitpicking, all the criticism. And you fear gaining the weight back because your brain is designed to look for potential pain. 
And it simply wants to protect you. Like our habit brain just wants to keep us safe. And it's always on the alert for any type of pain that might be coming down the road. Right? And because we know that the negative and emotional pain that we went through on our weight loss journey, because none of us are ever taught how to change the way that we think about ourselves without changing our weight first, that's all we know. So your brain keeps thinking like, oh, we don't want to get, we, we don't want to lose this place. We don't want to regain the weight because I'm afraid of how I'm going to start talking to myself again. I'm afraid of just all of the mental, emotional drama that's going to come with the regain and then having to lose it again. That's ultimately what's happening. That's why the fear is there. It's a self-protection mechanism. It's how we learn what to do or not do again. Like when you were in school, you didn't study it for a test and you get bad, you got a bad grade. Oops, don't do that again. When you say something without thinking and you piss off your boss or your spouse, you're like, oops, don't do that again. You bring up a certain topic with a family member and they freak out and you're like, oops, don't do that again. That's what your brain is literally thinking. Same thing again applies for weight. When you regain your weight and you go back to hating on yourself and trying to hate yourself thin, your brain is, oops, don't do that again. That's simply what it's doing. It's trying to keep you safe. And it's always alert. That's what it's, it, that is its primary function. That's all it's trying to do is keep you alive and keep you seeking pleasure and avoiding pain via the path of least resistance. So we'll regain, if you ever regain weight, it's because of two reasons. That's it. There are two reasons. Either number one, you restricted too much and your process wasn't realistic and it wasn't sustainable. So you've got to look at what was your process for weight loss. That's always the starting point. And number two, where were you emotionally eating? I.e. eating and reaching for food when you're not truly hungry. You were eating to solve emotions instead of dealing with them as they come up. That's it. Period. There are two options here. If you regain weight, that's what it was over. And for many of us, we have this, this story and probably a, an experience of regaining weight for both because of our unrealistic expectations of our diet and our unsustainable approach to weight loss. We also have emotional eating going on because of that, because we created an unhealthy relationship to food. So a lot of times these are intertwined. They, they go like hand in hand, but it's not personal. This is not a stain on your humanity. It's not a character flaw. It's not something you're doomed to live with forever and ever. Regaining weight just shows you one of these two things, if not both, was going on. And so for some of you listening to this, you might be thinking, I want to eat the foods that I love, but what if I don't lose the weight again? What if I regain the weight if I let go of my diet rules? What if the weight doesn't come off when I let go of these diet rules? Like what now? Like that's a big driving fear. That's why we often go back to what quote worked in the past. And I really want to challenge you on this idea of what works, what it means for a diet to work, because if it works, you never gain the weight back again. Most of our diets that we keep trying do not work. Because they are unsustainable, they are unrealistic, they're not doable for a long-term approach. And nobody in this diet space is also teaching you how to manage emotional eating and stop reaching for food because of your emotions. Because you're bored, stressed, tired, angry, trying to distract yourself, looking for a break, trying to justify things. Like this is what's going on. And so ultimately, if you think that food is the problem, your diet rules help your habit brain to feel safe, 
right? When food is the problem now, I can solve for that. I just don't eat those bad foods. So we just need to have some compassion with ourselves that it's going to feel very safe to stay within diet rules. Tell me what to eat so I can lose the weight. Tell me that I just need to avoid these foods. Even though we don't want somebody coming in and telling us that we shouldn't eat sugar or we shouldn't eat bread or we shouldn't eat brownies or whatever some of our favorite foods are, we keep like that. Those rules help us to feel safe and they help us. They, a lot of times they help inspire some confidence too of, oh, somebody now is telling me what to eat. So I've got a plan. There's no uncertainty here in our brain when this happens. Right. So we just want to have some compassion. That's how we have been wired to look at food and diets and weight loss is that we, we just need somebody to tell us what to eat. And then that will solve the problem. Again, we make food the problem. So food has to be the solution rather than I am the problem. So I get to be the solution now. I struggled with this for a long time in college. I spent about three years. This was towards the end of high school. I started gaining weight and I had gained like 25 ish pounds in the matter of, or over the course of six months. So in like a fairly short amount of time, I gained a significant amount of weight and I really felt very self-conscious, especially going into college and being a cross country runner. I was definitely the biggest of the girls, even though I wasn't that much overweight. I was carrying maybe a little bit extra, but I had a really unhealthy obsession around food and like avoiding the quote bad foods and then running and like obsessively running to the point where I was injured and my coach still caught me running one time. And I remember breaking down and crying in front of him. And he, I don't think understood at all what was happening, but (laughs) I was just like, but I'm afraid that I'm not going to I'm not going to live up to the standards of the other girls. I'm not going to be as thin. I'm not going to be as fast. I'm not going to be as competitive. And there was so much fear underneath it. And the only way that I knew how to try to solve this was to keep running, to keep trying to just low carb harder. So I would try to avoid carbs all day. Meanwhile, we would do two a day practices. And then I would end up eating like four chewy chips, ahoy chocolate granola bars in my room late at night or I'd eat like a peanut I'd have cravings for like peanut butter and jelly on a toast on toasted bread like a sandwich and things that I had never craved before certainly like I never even really liked peanut butter for like the consistency and everything growing up like they were so it was very interesting to like as I look back now on some of these changes that started and really freshman year I lot I I pretty much maintained. I got faster, but I still maintained. And even if I did lose a little bit of weight, I was still so hard on myself and I was still looking at how far I had to go that I was never satisfied and happy with my body. And so for the next two years, again, I struggled with how do I feel good in my body? How do I lose this weight? And I kept just trying to exercise more and low carb harder. I got, so I had tendonitis in my ankle freshman year. I had tendonitis in my knee sophomore year. Junior year, I was like, oh, hey, let's run a marathon because with that much running, I'm bound to lose weight. And I never did. So again, trust me, like I get this. When you spend year after year trying to lose weight and you don't, and then when you finally like miraculously do and you don't know how, there's no confidence around how you lost the weight. So now we just try to do it more. We try to do it harder. And this same cycle continued to where even though I would gain and lose weight a little more frequently, It didn't take me three years to lose weight again. It still was very much restrict and try to cut out the bad foods and just say no and exercise and don't even take a break off. Don't take a single day off. There was a very unhealthy obsession and I masked it and I I masked it for myself 
I tried to mask it for other people. Of, I just want to be healthy. I just like to run. I just like eating well, or this whole idea we need to eat to fuel our bodies. And yes, that is 100% true, but it was underneath it all. There was a lot of unhealthy obsession and fear of what I was allowed, like fear that I wasn't good enough because I wasn't thin enough. There was a lot of just misplaced value and worthiness that was put on my body instead of on me and who I am. Similarly, then a few years later, so like fast five, eight, (laughs) this was a while later. This was like 2015 into 2016. I'm still nitpicking my body. I've lost weight. Like I'm looking pretty good on the outside, but on the inside, I'm still constantly criticizing. Nothing is ever good enough. I'm still, if I'm 125, I want to be 122. If I'm 122, I want to be 120, right? And it's, oh, if only I was 117, like I was like a year or two ago. I keep, I'm always like looking backwards and continuing the story of I can't lose weight eating carbs. I can't eat sugar. I can't eat this. I have to do that. Saying no to social events and constantly looking for proof as to see, I knew this wasn't possible. So I had a health coach who was trying to encourage me to eat carbs, but without working on my mindset. And then this real fear that I had around carbs because that had been built up for so many years. And she had told me like, just eat six servings of carbs in a day. And I about lost my mind, y'all. I was like, hell no, absolutely not. Like you have done and lost it. And I was terrified that if I did, I would gain weight. And so as I started to incorporate and eat more foods and, and incorporate some more carbs, if that day the scale stayed the same or the scale just happened to go up because I was also still overeating and emotionally eating at this time, I was like, oh, see, proof, evidence right here. I can't lose weight and eat carbs. And I just used this against myself. And ultimately here though, I wasn't solving for the right problem, right? I was so at war with food. I was in so much fear and anxiety around food. And I never learned how to change that relationship to it while I was losing the weight. That was the only way that I knew how to stay there. Never learned how to change my thoughts about the food. But there was a part of me that also knew that well, how I lose the weight is how I'm going to keep it off. But it only reinforced this obsession of even when I lost the weight, even when I got to a point where I was like content or happy or I felt good in my clothes or good in my body, I still felt very obsessed and concerned with carbs, sugar, fat, running and exercise and terrified of missing a day in the gym. I'd get injured and I couldn't run. So then I would do the stair climber and then I'd get injured again and then I would walk and then I'd walk on a huge incline. (laughs) And it was like, I would still have to go every single day. I would still have to figure out a way to make this work. And it still kept going back to run more and low carb harder. Even though it it felt like it had worked in the past and I kept thinking, this is how you do it. This is how it should work. But it was a very victim-y story too about food. It was like, maybe you can lose weight eating carbs. Maybe Sarah over there can do it or Becky or whomever. Maybe they can do it, but my body's not like that. I don't have the metabolism for that. I don't have the body for it. And then I also went to work finding like scientific studies that prove that, well, low carb was better. It was better for you mentally and physically, and it was better for your cognitive performance. And it was like all these things as to this is what I should be doing. I should be able to do this. So I get it. I get the fear. I lived with it for over a decade, up and down, the fear of not losing the weight and then the fear of gaining it back again. It was constant. It's miserable and it's exhausting, right? Like striving for perfection and never feeling good enough. Freaking exhausting. 
And that's why I want to offer you another perspective and another option of how this could look. Because I know there is some fear around eating the foods that you love, about bringing a little bit back in. Because you don't trust yourself around food. And food has always been the problem, so it never makes sense to bring back in the problem. Right? Like, why would I purposefully bring in the problem area when that is it? Like, that's what I should be cutting out and eliminating. So I want to offer this different perspective just to open up the possibility and show you how this could work. Because like, what if every day you sat and thought about the lifestyle that you truly wanted to have? What if you really focused on what you would be doing, how you'd be dressing, how you'd be talking to yourself, what your day-to-day looked like, weekdays, weekends, what your work was like, how you were showing up for you. And you really started to, to get clear on this vision of future you. You made a very realistic plan each day that included the foods that you loved, that included movement that you enjoyed. What can you do for the rest of your life without hating your life? That actually accounted for what was going on that day. So if you had a meeting, if you were traveling, if you were going out, if there was, if you had kids who had practice that was ran late, that you felt prepared and you knew, Hey, I can still make a good choice. Even if we're going to Chick-fil-A or even if we're going through the McDonald's drive-thru. Or even if we're going out to eat, or I've got to run to the grocery store on my lunch break, or whatever it is. And you really practice listening to your body, tuning into it, and listening for those hunger and satiety signals. And you focused on creating more fun and pleasure and joy in your life with what you were doing and how you were thinking about yourself so that you're no longer reaching for Oreos at the end of the night to create those emotions for you. We stop turning to food to be our sole source of joy and pleasure and relaxation. And each night you praised yourself for five things you did right that day, which might feel like a lot, especially in the beginning. But if you found five things to be happy and to celebrate about yourself every day, and then let's say it turned into 10 and then 20. And then we know what if every day you just got into this habit of you are your own biggest cheerleader. What do you think would happen to your overeats and your emotional eats if your days were that intentional? What would you be thinking about yourself when you notice you're sticking with your plan consistently, your plan is very realistic, it includes foods that you love, it includes actions and movement that you enjoy so that your off plan and overeats go down. You'd probably be praising yourself more. You'd be like, hell yeah, yay me, go me, I'm rocking it. This is great. I'm making so much progress. You'd feel good, you'd feel confident, you'd feel successful. And you'd feel proud. You would feel all the things now that you want to feel about yourself when you lose the weight again, like down the road. But we can start feeling those now, whether we have, whether you've regained weight, whether you are simply trying to maintain your weight and you're, whether you're trying to lose the weight again, you can still find ways day to day to feel confident, to feel proud, to feel successful. And then what else would you be doing? If we take it from there, we're like, all right, I'm feeling this way. Now what? Right now you probably stop eating on autopilot so much. You're so much more intentional with what you're eating. You're saying no from a place of self-love. You don't feel deprived. You don't feel restricted. You pay more attention to your emotional eating. And when you're reaching for food, when you're not truly hungry, you stop turning to food to make you feel better because you're already feeling better. You're learning how to allow the negative emotions and being more aware of the shame, the judgment, the criticism, and you learn how to start redirecting those thoughts. And you're focused on creating a life that you actually love. 
right? It's full of fun and adventure. You're trying new hobbies, pursuing current hobbies that maybe fell off the wagon for a while or you you dropped for a bit. You're pursuing other goals and dreams that you have, ones that maybe you're holding on to until you lost the weight and felt good about yourself in order to do. Right? You're meeting new people. Maybe you're traveling or exploring your own city some more. You're spending more intentional time with your spouse or your kids or close friends. Maybe you start applying for new jobs or maybe you decide you want to move to a different city or you explore the idea of starting a business. What do you think is more likely to happen when it comes to weight loss now? If that's what's actually happening, the weight will come off. You'd be more patient because you're not putting your life on hold. You're not putting the way that you want to feel on hold until you lose the weight. You're not putting the new clothes, the travel, the fun, the excitement, the positive self-talk, the praise, the encouragement. None of that is getting put on hold until you have quote earned it. You'd have more peace and confidence around food. You'd be eating, emotionally eating and overeating much, much less. And so naturally the weight is going to come off because you are planning food, you're being consistent, you're sticking with it, and you feel good with what you actually like the food that you're planning and eating. You feel good with what you're doing. This is how this works. And so we want to start to play out how this could be possible. It's never about the food. It was never about the carbs. It was that I was constantly overeating and emotionally eating. Most of my overeating was emotional eating. I think from 99% of the population, We are overeating and it's emotional eating. We are eating to soothe feelings. We are eating to avoid and distract ourselves from negative emotions or we're eating because it tastes so good and we love it so much and we're just celebrating and we're not thinking about things. It's just, oh, whatever. That is the real reason why I struggled to lose weight was that I didn't have the right approach. I didn't have the right methodology and I sure as hell didn't have the right mindset to be able to do this. And so this is the exact work that I do with clients. And it's what I can do for you too. Because having the body you crave isn't going to mean a damn thing if you're living in fear of the scale, if you're in fear of food, if, you, if you're in fear of exercise, and you're ter- constantly terrified of gaining the weight back again. That is a miserable way to live. And I know it feels scary because it goes against everything we've ever been taught about food and weight loss and exercise. But I guarantee this works for everyone listening. It doesn't matter your age, your hormones, your metabolism, how many diets you've done in the past, your fitness levels, injuries, health conditions. This works for everyone. So when you're ready to break free from the fear and start living in the body and life that you truly crave, then I would love for you to schedule a consult and I'll show you exactly how we do it. Right? So we often hear about making a diet a lifestyle, and that means doing the diet for the rest of your life. And so for most of us, these diets are not sustainable. We've tried that approach and they don't work again, because we gain the weight back again. We need to reframe how we talk about diets, how we talk about them working. We need to reframe and understand and think through these, this progression of what I can do for the rest of my life without hating my life. This is always going to be constantly in ebb and flow. There are going to be things that I'm doing now that I didn't think I would be two years ago. Like I used to eat ice cream and plan ice cream every single night because it needed to be there. That's how we reduce binging and we reduce overeating is we give ourselves access to those quote forbidden foods. And now I'm at a point where I could eat it once or twice a week or once or twice a month. I no longer need it all the time. I no longer desire it all the time. But how you get there is how you'll stay there. And if the only way you ever lose weight is to shame and beat yourself up, to punish yourself skinny, that's the only way you're going to stay there. And eventually you're going to need a break. 
from all the criticism, the shame, the self-hatred, which makes it really easy to turn to food or alcohol in an attempt to make yourself feel better. 2022 can be the year that you break this cycle for good. If you'd like to learn more, then schedule your free consult at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. This whole topic is something that I'm very passionate about. It's very near and dear to my heart. I've only shared just a small snippet of all of the examples of how this has happened to me. But the really amazing thing about this all is being able to look back and see how far I've come and to see how in a short amount of time, in such a small span, I have made massive strides around my thoughts around food, around thoughts about my body, around thoughts around exercise and how I actually live my life and making sure that I am putting time and effort and energy towards the things that matter most, which means that there is far less mental and emotional bandwidth hung up around the scale, around my body, around the size of my pants, around, you know, all of these things. I can learn to let it go and focus on having more fun and pleasure and joy and adventure and raising a family. All right, here is to creating the body and life you crave in 2022. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, five keys to end emotional eating and lose excess weight for life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.